What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a brand new podcast coming out of Philippi Church, and the following is going to be a conversation that I had with my good friend Trevor Yarish, who owns The Hive, the place that we use for our Sunday morning services. Uh, Trevor and I have different beliefs, different faith, but we have a lot in common, and we're good friends, and so we just thought maybe it'd be cool for you guys to hear a conversation that we have uh, about coronavirus, about life, about our faith, about who is Jesus, all those types of things. So here's part one. Tune in next week for part two. All right. Well, what's up, everybody out there? Just coming at you here from the Hive Studios. Trevor, is that what this is called? The Hive Studio? Hive Studios. Hive yeah. Studio. Hey, uh, for those of you guys tuning in and listening, this is a brand new thing that we're doing here at Philippi Church. Um, we are going to start doing podcasts probably about once every couple weeks or so. And that's going to be awesome. And here at the Hive, where we do church, just so happen to have a podcast studio, which is really fortunate for us. So stoked to have uh, you guys with us. Hey, so we're going to start kind of a series of podcasts called Conversations. And in light of, you know, everything going on in the world right now, we're all kind of stuck at home, not really able to uh, get out and have those coffee shop conversations, restaurant conversations that we all normally would have. And so for that reason, we're going to start bringing conversations into your house, into your uh, your ears, wherever you're listening. Um, so this is the first one. So welcome uh, to, to this. And we have a special guest with us uh, today, uh, Trevor Yarish. Okay. Can you help me with something? Is it yish it's or a, is? And it's a long A. It's it's a yearish. Yearish. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like the Bernie yearish. Sanders. Trevor Yearish. Yearish. Not, yeah. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to say it without the accent. Yearish. Yearish. No, okay. Yearish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Trevor is someone that I've met, uh, probably only been about six months now, maybe a little bit longer whenever I started working, uh, kind of around and, uh, this is, this is great. So, so Trevor is actually, I don't, I don't want to call you like our landlord cause that just sounds like so formal, sounds but, weird, yeah. but we, but he owns the hive and the hive is what he's going to tell us a little bit more about here in a minute, but it is the space that we do church at, which we are so blessed and so fortunate to have, uh, this space because it's just, it's just really nice and it's totally set up for us. Um, but Trevor runs that as well as his own company. He's a father of two kids, right? That's right. Uh, wife, your wife's name is Stacy. Stacy. I have met her before. She's really nice. Um, and Trevor does a lot of things. The reason I had Trevor on here for, for a few different reasons. First of all, we want to really be inviting lots of different voices from our community, different people. Um, Trevor is not only a business owner, but he's a thinker. Um, he's a public speaker, which him and I talk about often as we share that. Um, a visionary, um, definitely a friend of mine, um, and somebody that I just think always has profound thoughts. Uh, wow. Somebody that, uh, yeah, you. you like that? Yeah, introduction. That, I wrote that, all that down. I love that. Um, so, so Trevor and I always have these great conversations, and we've had lots of great conversations, <clears throat> and I've always thought to myself, we should record these, one of these conversations and put it online, you know, because I just always think that they're really interesting. Um, and so one of these too is, you know, for us as a church, everybody comes to the Hive every Sunday and they see it and they kind of ask me, what is this place? Like you get every day, people walk up the stairs and ask you, what is this place and what are you doing here? And I think it'd be cool, first of all, for our church to hear what it is that the space that we meet in is kind of not only used for during the week, but also like, what's the vision behind it? Sure. What's your heart behind it? I know everything feels a little different right now because it's six feet of distance and you know social distancing and all that. But we'd love to, first of all, just hear your vision for the hive um, and what, what you see that thing becoming and how that dovetails even with your other business and the other things that you do in, in your life. So let's start there, Trevor, and yeah. dive into that. Well, that's a big one. Um, but but you know, essentially, I, I created the hive um, and, and I had a, a co-founder 
when when I started Dwayne and you, you know Dwayne um mm-hmm. and he's he's just you know he's got a great mind for design and you know interior design and art and culture and people in general I think um and my whole approach was uh I wanted to create a sp- it wasn't for me it was a, a place for the community right and um, it wasn't necessarily initially seen to be a, like a community center, but it was more a place where, you know, it was a co-working space, which a lot of people don't are now becoming aware of what that might mean <laughs> yeah. to them in the future. Totally. Uh, and co-working is basically just, you don't have your own office. You have an office space that you share with other people. Right. And as a result, you can have a lot of really great amenities right. Uh, and space and meeting rooms and, and a technology available to you for a pretty small, reasonable price. Um, and, uh, and, and you're also part of a community of right. other business owners and people who are working remotely for companies or whatever. So that's the co-working space piece of it. And then the venue piece of it is a piece that, um, again, that's where the community piece came in. Wanted to create a space where um, creativity and productivity like sort of mixed, right? Mm. And so it was a very crea- creative, inspiring place um, and a place where people could could gather, uh, like-minded people could gather and and share and create and learn and grow. And, um, and so that has seen a lot of different iterations between, you know, people celebrating things um, to uh, weddings, uh, matter of fact, which we just had yeah, you, last yeah, week, which was awesome. That was, that was beautiful. a beautiful thing. And, um, we've, we've had four weddings here in the, in the last year. Um, and, and, uh, and then beyond that, you know, it, it's a place for, uh, community things to take place. The city of Grants Pass has utilized this as a place to have town hall discussions. Um, Blue Zone Group utilized this place. Uh, so ready. Uh, we have pitch contests. We've got so there's business growth that happens here. Mm. Um, and it was interesting uh, when you first started co-working out of here when you were building the church, mm-hmm. and um, you had another building in mind, right? Right. Yeah. And and due to issues there and and retrofitting fire code and things like that. Yeah. yeah like $80,000 in fire sprinklers. Right. That, that, would, that became something that was, you know, and, 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 uh, you came to me and we had a discussion and it, you know, I'd never seen this place as being, um, a, a place of worship. Right. Mm. Um, and, and I also had, had to think about, it. I was like, wrap my head around what, 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 what kind of impact would that have? How to, you know, um, does that change what the space is about? And two things happened. One, I had gotten to know you and I trusted you mm-hmm. and the vision that you had um, with the church that uh, you were starting as a, as a seed or as a plant. Um, is it seed yep, church? Yeah, plant. Plant, whichever. Church right? planting. That's kind of the language, of, the weird church language plant. we use. <laughs> and, um, and, and it really, you know, it really rang, uh, you know, true to me as being just, a, just something that would fit mm-hmm. really well. And, um, and, you know, and it's been an amazing thing to have the church here and to see how it has grown here. And also the idea that, you know, went from this very temporary potential experience to something where it's like, wow, like this is a really great space to have this, you know, uh, for this to manifest every week, you know, and, um, and it's, it's made me think about the place differently. Mm. Um, 
and uh, and and really want to just embrace more um, more about what really matters for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we have concerts here as well, which mm-hmm. is really awesome to to bring music into the space. And I know that the church brings music into the yeah, space, totally. and it resonates all week long. You know, um, and that feeling is something that um, you know, just really being able to connect and touch people and help people grow. And that's what this place really is about, is about people growing. And that's what I believe, you know, a church is about as well, is 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 growth and connection, you know, connectivity, love, growth. Mm-hmm. And so it, it seemed like a great fit. That's cool, man. We've been so blessed to be here. I mean, it's been, just couldn't be, most church plants are like slugging it out like at elementary schools, having to like haul in speakers and stage and everything. And we just show up and move a couple couches and everything's, everything's there, you know. Well, and I'm cool. not going to lie, I have... I have leveraged it as a, as an awesome excuse for me to keep making upgrades to the space. So like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you need a sound system. Well, oh. I want there to be a sound system here. So I'm going to, so we yeah. get a sound system. You know, yeah. And so. you and I nerd out on tech stuff oh, all yeah. the time. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about this too, Trevor, is that you're always thinking about community. You're always thinking about our community. Like we are, you know, and we love our city and we care about our city. And you're always trying to think, how can we use the resources we have to, to bring the community, you know, together I think it's so cool about this podcast space that you just created back here, which those of us that are listening can't see it, but it's beautiful, um, is it's going to be a place for conversations to happen, I think, even during the midweek, which is really cool. And, it, and you said other companies are using it now, right? Yeah, um, All Care Health is using it um, awesome. right now to do some, uh, they've started their podcast here, but they're also doing some like public service, uh, bringing service-oriented yeah. uh, bus- uh, groups to the table to talk about how the growers market's going to sustain through this time and mm. things like that. It's so. cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously the, 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 the primary thing everyone's thinking about right now, and, and I don't know about you, but I have a hard time thinking about anything else because it's just so saturating life is the, the coronavirus thing, uh, which you and I are pretty much six feet apart. We We're are. six feet apart right now. Apart. I got yeah. a measuring tape. I have, I have set this table up so that we can maintain <laughs> social distancing. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyways, you know, the, the coronavirus is on everyone's mind and um, that's kind of the reason that we're looking to a lot of technology, I think, to stay connected as humans and um, for sure as our church, as brothers and sisters. And um, my question to you, Trevor, is how is this going to affect you? How is it affecting you and your, because you own a company also, in addition, like you've called the Hive kind of your passion project, right? And, yeah. and then you have a company, Zeal, also. Um, how is this affecting you? How are you doing through this? And how can we pray for you, you know, in this in this time that's it's hard for everybody sure um well you know i think at the end of the day it's the the obvious things are absolutely true for us all of the events here have been canceled right and just like church service right like you can't convene here right now um and so we've had to get sort of creative as to what that means how we can still serve in certain ways and not just abide by the law, but abide by the intention of why those precedents are being set, which is to be safe and keep everyone as safe as possible. And at the same time, there are things that, um, you know, we're, we're trying to facilitate here, um, that, uh, empower us as people to continue to live, you know? And I think that's what everybody's struggling with right now is how, you know, it feels like life's on hold, but if, but life can't be on hold for too long, you got to like continue moving. And so in this new reality that we're in right now for as long as we're in it, you know, um, how do we continue to live? And so getting real creative with that and yeah, it's impacted it massively. I mean, obviously membership is, is based on people being able to utilize the, the facility, 
events are based on that. So our income has been hit really hard and we're working to figure out ways to, to yeah. migrate through that and yeah. work with the landlord of the building and things like that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Cra- crazy times, you know, for everybody, and especially people that work in public jobs or have public spaces, you know, it's like, what yeah. do you do? You know? Well, and it's interesting. So I, like you said, I own a software development company that, um, is, mostly already a remote company. So we have team members all over the country. And, um, as a result, that transition for us has been, we haven't felt it at all. Like it's how we run our business already. We have two office buildings that facilitate people on the team coming together multiple times a week to be able to meet and be in the same space and share that camaraderie, but it's not a requirement for us. So that business you know, knock on wood, like so far has not been impacted very much. If anything, we've been consulting other companies how to be a better remote company. Right. Um, so that's been really an interesting experience. But yeah, the Hive is feeling it more because right. it's because of the essence of what it it's about people being in the same space yeah. together. That's what yeah. this place is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're for sure praying that this thing's going to come out and still be there at the end because man, you know, it's, it's, it's a really important, I think part, you know, of our community. Um, do you see a silver lining in, in this whole thing? I mean, just speaking, maybe zooming out just from the, the hive and from, you know, our individual lives even, but do you see a silver lining for our culture? We were talking about this before yeah. a little bit while we we're making our coffee. Um, and while you were making me coffee, but, uh, <laughs> cause you're better at it. Um, but do you see a silver lining in the midst of people are just feeling like, man, like I just lost 30 33% of my retirement. There goes, right. you know, man, I'm laying off people are just got, we got so many people in our church that are laid off right now. Um, we have people that their business is just like teetering on the edge, you know, um, what's your, what's your thoughts on like, how is this, how could there be a silver lining? Is there a silver lining in this for our culture or is this just all bad news? Well, no, a matter <laughs> of fact, I think, uh, I think, you know, for any of, any of you who are listening to this podcast that, um, missed, your sermon, Sam, last Sunday, um, I think there was a lot, the messaging there was really on point with how, what the silver lining in this is. And that is that um, it forces us to get real about what we actually care about. We, we get lost so easily in consumerism and in work and business. And sometimes we get out of touch with what really is important. And so right now the ability to, um, you know, if you can find it within yourself to put that stress and worry aside for a moment and focus on your, your internal health, spiritual, otherwise, Mm -hmm. as well as, um, the time that with those you do cohabitate with, if you do, you know, I really worry and think a lot about the people who are very isolated. They're, they're by themselves. And in those instances, um, you know, what, what we all can do is be aware of who those people are and every day, FaceTime them, mm-hmm. sit and just, you know, make yourself a cup of coffee. Right. Um, I have, uh, I'm not a big drinker, but I do enjoy a beer now mm-hmm. and then. And, um, so I've got a couple of friends where, um, right now once a week, which is adding up to at least two to three beers a week right now, <laughs> but it's like, we, we call it the beer session. We yeah. just get on a, a FaceTime chat mm-hmm. and we have, we crack a beer and we sit and we just have conversation and mm-hmm. talk with each other. And, um, and it really is amazing. Like it's not the same as being in person, 
But what's really interesting is when you start having, especially a one-on-one conversation, when it's not a big group, right? When it's a one-on-one conversation, you actually do lose yourself in that conversation. And the the wall does come down for a bit there. Totally. You kind of forget. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of those like Zoom calls, you know, um, with our small group and with just everybody in our church. And yeah, at first it's kind of clunky and, you know, you realize that you can't all laugh at the same time or try to talk over each other and it gets a little, but once, yeah, once you kind of forget, you know, and you start really listening to each other, it's, it's good. I'm super thankful for, yeah, for that, for sure. And then there's a technology piece, which is our technologically, we've been ready to handle something like this for a long time to, to manage a a more, uh, uh, remote, uh, need. Right. And, uh, in addition to that, um, there's a lot of systems that, uh, some of these older verticals industries, they haven't migrated over to using these robust online systems. They've done, they've maintained their internal thing. It's worked for them for many years, but they're being forced to make those migrations. And I think that that's going to have some other silver lining impacts on us. Like for instance, the court system is really messed up right now Mm. and you can't have a jury right right now. Right. So the idea, and and this is some of the things that they're facing, which is, can we do a virtual jury via zoom? Mm -hmm. And now once you make that migration, I don't think we're going to have to go back to showing up every Tuesday at the courthouse to see if we're selected for six weeks. Right. I think it's like, no, you're going to get a text message that says that you were selected or not. And then you just show up in your home office on a zoom call during your trial. Like that's, that's potentially Mm. how it can migrate. Right. Mm. That's going to be painful and, um, to, to make that migration. But once we do, I think we'll be better for it in those ways. Right. Mm. We'll have more flexibility and more efficiency in how those types of things are managed. Yeah. This, this wasn't in my notes, but I just had a thought to ask you, do you think that this will have a negative impact? Here's my concern. Okay. As a pastor, because my whole job as of before a month ago was to get people off their phones yep. and get them looking at each other yep. and talking to each other because we're just this like tech, you know, at least like millennials and, and those of us that are into this stuff, like we're, we're just like this tech obsessed, you know, I mean, you, you go to the restaurant and you look over and of course there's like four people and they're all on their phone at the same time. And you just want to like throw something at them like, Hey, you know, talk to each other. And now I feel so weird. Cause now I'm like, Hey guys, get on Slack, get on zoom, sure. get on Facebook, get on, like, listen to this, tune in, click this. You know, I'm like, it's just, my job is totally flipped. Um, which I get. And we, everybody understands that. But do you think that, um, in a sense, it could be detrimental too. Like, like what's going to happen when we go back to normal life? Do you think people will be um, even more distanced from each other? Or do you think we'll go back to giving each other hugs, sitting down? You know, like it was interesting here on the news um, in Ireland because like the pub culture there is huge. Like that's like mm-hmm. their coffee shops in Oregon. Like they go to pubs and they hang out with each other and they have social, you know. Um, I wonder how it is going to change the fabric of our society in terms of in-person you know, uh, communication. Is this the death of the hug? Will the hug come back? (laughs) Um, I think it might be the death of the handshake. I mean, I think there's a lot of push Mm -hmm. back on handshakes and things like that. And I think that social hugging, just like, um, I think it'll be a while before something like I'm a hugger. Yeah. Um, but we're also in a society right now that, um, boundaries around physical interaction are important for us to assess anyways. Right. So the me too movement, these types of things that, um, have been violated Mm -hmm. for a long time. And in some instances, you know, I was just listening to, um, uh, an incredible audiobook, and it brought up John Lasseter as being somebody who was, uh, 
you know, who, who grumblings about some of these things came up. Right. Mm-hmm. And what it really came down to is he's a hugger and he's just oblivious to how it impacted the people yeah. around him. And sometimes it felt inappropriate to people. Mm-hmm. He never felt like it, you know, he never, it, it wasn't how he approached it or how mm-hmm. he felt, but to other people it felt that way and he didn't pick up on that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's some good resets that can happen as a result of that. We are social creatures. We will come back together. We will socialize again. We will, the pubs will thrive. The coffee shops will thrive, I I believe. Um, I think that uh, we just need to be able to trust that the healthcare systems will be okay and can serve us. We need to trust that we can, you know, do this safely. That's really what it comes down to is can I be in society and, and feel relatively safe? And if I do get sick, can the system care for me. Right. And, and so once that trust builds back up and we improve that model again, I believe, you know, social socialness will come back. We might still maintain some distancing for a period of time that will start to break down over time. Um, high fives, handshakes, bumps, hugs, you know, (laughs) that's a social construct that I think will change and evolve based on the different cultures that it's in. You ever seen the movie Wally before? Oh yeah. Dude, all I can do is think about Wally with this because they're all floating around. They can't even walk. They forgot how to walk and they're all looking at their little screen and that's all they see and all their social interaction is on the screen. (laughs) Well, and we're talking about the screen thing and, and, um, I believe, uh, your fight is still the right fight. So the fight against the thing that the thing that we're actually fighting isn't the screen actually, Mm -hmm. right? It's the, it's the, um, constant, uh, influx of, of content of different types of content and being feeling like that need to connect to the content and can be in the know and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the need for social endorsement, right? So the likes and the comments and yeah. That fight, I think, still is important. And I honestly don't think that it's changed. This is a funny thing. It's not changing people's habits a whole lot. People were already on the phone. already, time, right? <laughs> totally. If anything, what's happening is we're using the devices more purposeful, mm. more yeah. with, with more purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can understand and learn how this technology, this is, this is a moment where we can start to tease out how this technology, instead of demonizing the technology, we can tease out how can it benefit us and where are the gotchas? And I think we know that. Um, so I think the fight that you fight is real and still appropriate. Mm -hmm. And it's just compartmentalizing the use cases. How do I use these devices? Is it to connect with real people for real things to, you know, or am I just fulfilling right. that urge right. right totally am i just zoom like just flipping through news feed my constantly? Lost yeah. yeah i love that intentionality well guys thanks so much for joining us this was episode one part one so join us for the second half of this conversation trevor and i will get into a conversation about faith jesus and the zoe life hope you join us for that see you next time